Hi, I'm Laura Mayer from Tennessee, and I'm a Hope Rider. Welcome to the Hope Rider Podcast. And here's author Matthew Paul Turner. To help people not feel alone, to give them encouragement. You think that it's only going to be written to kids, and then they end, it ends up being something that other people find something in it. The thing about writing for children is you have to make things so simple so children can easily understand, but then the simplicity of it can end up reaching far beyond children. It's a different kind of writing. How is it different? How do you think and see in a very simple but sometimes profound way what goes on inside the mind of a children's author? Well, if you're interested in writing for children, or think you might be someday, or if you just want to see how to tap into the parts inside you that can matter so much to others, well, keep listening to this episode of the Hope Writers Podcast. Welcome to the Hope Writers Podcast, brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers dedicated to helping you write your meaningful words without sacrificing your meaningful life. I'm Emily P. Freeman. I'm one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. Yes, you can write and publish and market your work without becoming a self-promotee cartoon version of yourself. We help you maintain balance, share your work with confidence, develop your craft, and get help with the ins and outs of book publishing. Inside our private Hope Writer Facebook group, members make great writerly friends who understand all those doubts and questions that you have. It's the next best thing to having your own writing mentor. And every Tuesday, members get a live informal conversation with an expert writer, editor, marketer, or agent, helping you make progress in your writing life. We call those interviews Tuesday Teaching, and while the entire interview is only for our members, each week we share a few minutes that were super helpful here on the Hope Writers Podcast. And that's coming up. Find out more at HopeWriters.com. Hi there, I'm Ronnie, and I'm a Hope Writer. Did you know the writing path has six stages? It's so easy to get frustrated when we jump ahead on the path and do things out of order. So, want to find out your writing path stage? Hope Writers has created a fun, short quiz you can take right now. You'll even get a tip or two on taking your next step. To get the quiz, just go to hopewriters.com slash quiz. Hi. I'm Gary Moreland, one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. Maybe you can relate to Matthew Paul Turner. You spend years writing. You do decent. Uh, Of course, you always get your hopes up when you create something new. But then it seems like your success never really matches up to the excitement or hope that you had for it. It's always kind of disappointing. Then you get an idea for something different. And you like writing, so, hey, you're willing to try new things. For Matthew, he tried writing for children. He had an idea. His wife, Jessica, Jessica Turner, encouraged him and said, hey, I think you have something here. So you write the children's thing and you send it out to publishers and nothing like 11 rejections. But it's okay. You just like writing. Uh, So you decide to self-publish it. You know, let it be for your kids and for a few others. Right. And then it starts selling like 5000 copies. In a couple of months, you do that and publishers will start getting interested. And they did. So Matthew ends up with three children's books, When God Made Light, 
when God made you and when I pray for you. And they end up in Target and Sam's and Walmart and lots and lots of people really like his children's books, all because he was willing to pivot and try something new. He tried a different kind of writing, and maybe you'd never guess, but when you write for children, you think and see different, and you're maybe in touch with places inside yourself that you ignore in uh, your regular writing, and that place inside yourself is rich, and it impacts people, not just children. How do you do that? What goes on inside the mind of a children's writer? Well, let's join Hope Writer co-founder Emily P. Freeman talking with Matthew Paul Turner. I mean, I love children's books. I had no idea the impact children's books can have on people's lives. Like I just, um, it's been a really eye-opening experience for me um, just to see how and where these little books end up. Like I just, um, I'm pretty blown away by it. Well, I mean, and speaking of that, you know, since you spent so much time writing not children's books and that was sort of your work and maybe that's what you assumed you would always do. And I know you said you always enjoyed the, the rhyme and the poetry, but I'm wondering what, what was it that compelled you to make that pivot? Because it's quite a pivot for you in your career. Your kids. Like, I mean, my kids. I, like I, when I started, I, because I had um, certainly my background growing up in the church, there was, I, there, it, was, it was certain aspects of my church life that was challenging. Um, that was certainly, uh, some would have considered it spiritually abusive. Um, there was like I, and not only did I go to the church, I was also raised in the school. So there was, I was really engulfed by the church that the church life that we engaged as a kid. And so there was a lot of healing that had to take place. Um, and when I, one of my frustrations is when I would read children's books about God, the, for some reason, my kids would never, were never really interested in them or they w wouldn't hold their attention like Llama Llama would or like, you know, um, where the wild things are and all these books that I would read to them. Anytime I would pull out a book that was, you know, even loosely about faith, it was just, um, and I, and it, please, I'm not saying this about all books about faith, like, cause I haven't read them all, but like there's so often there's just, um, there's always like one or two rhymes that you're just like, man, that's so clumsy or it's such a, it goes way too deep into theology, way too fast. I just want my kids to know that they, that God loves them and that God is in their story every day. And can I create, you know, I started asking my, you know, Jessica's the first person who said, you really should consider writing a children's book. And, you know, I rolled my eyes at first and then I just started working on it. Um, and I wrote, I mean, I wrote like two or three just terrible ideas that I thought were really good at the time. And, uh, but then I finally landed on this idea of light and it being like this, the, the beginning of everything, you know, the idea of God saying, let there be light and how we, and then Jesus going on to saying that we are the hands and feet and the, to be the light in the world, um, like sitting on a hill. And can I bring those two ideas together about light and create something that might be something that I would want to read to my kids? And that, you know, other parents might. And so that's sort of certainly the relationship with my kids and how wanting them to have a different introduction to God than I had as a kid. And that's really kind of what inspired me. So, How, how did you know those early works were terrible? 
Well, people like I, I, I have, you know, <laughs> it's like just because a word rhymes doesn't mean it should like kind of thing. They were very simple. Like I, it was, uh, and again, I could go back to something like I knew, I knew I wanted to do Like, it's so funny because early on, I really wanted to do this idea of being made like a God making something. And so I, it was sort of like, God made this, God made that some call, you know, the real like way simpler and less of a theme. Um, and so that was what, yeah. Here's something that people people ask me sometimes as a writer, and I have a, I have a hard time answering this question, but I'm going to ask you the question. Okay. And see if okay. You can do better with it. Okay. So okay. when it, so you say that you, well, you partially answered a little bit about writing for children is partially because you had children, but when it comes to so you're talking about sort of these themes of like God making things and then light, like where do you where do you get your inspiration for these books, and then how do you capture it in a daily like in your daily writing life? For me, with children's books, because I am trying to shrink a really big idea down into less than a thousand words, I think about that idea in every aspect of how that is possible. Like I, I talk to people about it. I, um, I engage like online discussions about it in the sense like there's a few people that I would just, you know, say, hey, would, um, there's a few people that I know online that I just throw ideas out. So when I was thinking about light, I just thought about all of the various ways that we experience light. And I wanted it to be natural light. Like I wanted it to, you know, I wanted it to be fire. I wanted it to be lightning. I wanted it to be stars, those lightning bugs and things like that. I didn't want, I could have done TV and, you know, or, <laughs> or, or you know, light bulbs or whatever. But I mean, I, I really wanted that to be the, you know, the, the core. I mean, I think that for me, it might be a little easier because I'm not for children's books, I'm really just trying to take a big idea and make it digestible for not only a parent, but also a child. Because, you know, even when, when you're writing children's books, you're writing for the parent or writing for the, the, the guardian as much as you are the child. The other thing that I wanted to do is I, I, love, I love books that eventually, you know, when you're reading your fourth book at 8.30 at night, you want that book to read itself like by the like you want it to eventually like you to be able to know what's coming on the next page so you can basically recite it and those are my favorite books to read at bedtime because like those are the books that they're easy to read the worst thing is when my 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 one of my kids will bring me a book that has like i don't know it looks like a hundred words on every single page. And, 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 you know, like, I mean, I've done it and I do it, but like, you know, I just, I really, there, there's, those Lama Lama books are really nice, nice books to read at night. Uh, you know, when you're really tired and you're wanting to like put your kids to bed uh, with a, with a good spirit. And um, so I, I wanted to create that kind of content. I think that when I started thinking about prayer, um, I had conversations with my editor, my my editor and I went back and forth. Like, what is it that we want to say? Like, this was, what do we think that is needed in, in our world? Um, because I think even if something's inspires, even if our inspiration might be, we might have a great idea, but if that idea has been talked about a lot, unless we're coming at it from an angle that is going to be creative and helpful to the community, um, or to our audience, then it might not be the right idea at the time. Like, um, and so I, it's, I think that, you know, certainly because I'm not, I, if, if, to, if I would have answered your question 
prior to writing children's books, I would have said my story like easy. Like I, that, that's what inspires me. Like the story, my interaction, how my story interacts with God, how my story interacts with relationships, how my story interacts with, you know, all of the things that happen in life. Um, I think that is, you know, if you don't have as a writer, if you don't have, if you're struggling to find inspiration, you have to go back to the very guts of why you, why you want to write. Like my wife doesn't necessarily love writing. Like that's not her. Like she doesn't wake up in the morning and just think, what am I going to write today? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's uh, for those of us who do wake up and think about writing, it's usually because we have a story to tell or we have a character that we have created that we know wants to come to life. And how are we going to get that person to come to life? What's been for you the most surprising part of, you know, sort of this half of your career and your, your work right now? Biggest surprise is just, I think there are two. The first one has been working with David Catro with the first two books. It was a... The illustrator? It, the illustrator, yeah. Um, he was, it's not like we have this crazy interaction with each other at all. But he took that book, there's, he took my words and took them to a different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... When he decided he was going to put a person of color on the cover of When God Made You, I had no idea how big of a deal that was. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had no idea how many people of color would come up to me and hug me and thank me. And like, and I, and I always tell them, like, I didn't have anything to do. Like, I, I, I loved, I love that little girl. I think she's beautiful, but I, I, I wish I, you know, I, it wasn't my idea. And I always tell them that, but they also are quick to tell me that when you've spent your life walking into children's bookstores and seeing books about faith and either all of them have animals on them or white faces, it means a big deal to see a book that represents you and your children on the cover. And so I am, that has been a surprise and a, a constant lesson for me. And I, this beautiful. The other thing is just the, how people use when God made, like when God made you, how people use these books. Like I, um, one story I had is a, it still breaks my heart to even talk about. Um, but in a closed group, I think I can, but it's, um, I had a parent reach out to me and they had, they had three hours with their baby before the baby passed away. And they read my book four times to that baby during those three hours. And so the idea that words that I wrote that somebody who was going, getting ready to walk through the darkest time of their life, that they would choose to, to speak those words. Over, like I kind of, that blows my mind. Like, I don't, I don't understand that because I, I can tell you this, I looking at their experience and thinking, how would I engage it? I wouldn't be reading books to I like, I don't, I can't imagine thinking that I was going to read books over to them. Hmm. Those are the kind of stories that just that did blow me away. And it has been a surprise to see uh, how God has used these simple words about God delighting in his kids, where God has taken them and used them. And, and, and just the, the unbelievable experience or like circumstances that, that people use them and feel loved. I had another person who does, she doesn't have any kids. She and her husband have been going through a really rough time. He's always, he's been pretty unwell for a while, but she went through a battle with cancer. And um, for every day that she walked through chemotherapy, she read that book to herself before she went to bed. 
I don't understand that. Like that's, that's crazy to me. But um, so it's, th- those, those have been the biggest surprises, I think. I'm so glad you shared those stories, Matthew, because for so many reasons, but one reason is because I think when, um, you know, we have, we have lots of writers from all different stages of the writing life and they're writing for all different kinds of people, but you just shared the importance of you, when you write these books, you're not thinking, uh, you're not writing it for the person who doesn't have children or for the grown up who's, you know, going through chemotherapy. You're writing it for children. And that's why it's resonating with people with beyond kids. Because I think right. sometimes as writers, we think, oh, I want this to apply to everyone. So I'm going to write it broadly. But if you had tried to write these books broadly, you would have missed the mark, probably. Totally missed the mark. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I do, but I also think that, that it's a it's something to tell that we we craved simple truths. Yes. We crave like just simple, raw truth of God being in our story and loving us. Like I, it's, it's, and I'll tell you, I don't know if this is everybody, but like when I know that I'm writing something that is worthy of being published, I, I'm usually moved by it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are certain parts of when God made you, there's a part in when God made you that where I says, so be you fully you a show stopping review, live your life in full color, every tint, every hue, discover, explore, have faith, but love more and learn and relearn all that God made you for. And I like, I remember being like, I, I I'm weird. I, I, I wrote most of that book in the parking lot of a grocery store. <laughs> like, like I would go back there, like, because I like to walk around a little bit when I'm writing, but, um, it's uh, I, I'm weeping in the it, it, outside my car because I just that book spoke to me. Yeah. Like I, I that that those words were words that I wish I could have heard mm-hmm. as a kid. Yeah, and I think that um, sometimes if you do have an interest of writing children's books, your relationship with your own kids is one one aspect or one scenario that you should certainly glean inspiration from. But I also think digging back into your own story and seeing what you wish you would have heard or something that you would have loved to have been a message that would have been a resounding truth in your life as a seven-year-old, that uh, is, is, is certainly another way that I have been able to, to come up with the words and ideas. Whether you write for children or not, Digging back into your own story and seeing what you wish you would have heard or realizing a message that you would have loved to hear back then or even now, that can be a super valuable thing for you and your readers. You can connect with author Matthew Paul Turner at MatthewPaulTurner.com. He's on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, too. If this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour-long interview would be. Every week inside Hope Writers Membership, there's a new one-hour Tuesday Teacher episode, and they all end up archived inside the Hope Writer Member Library. Uh, By the way, Hope Writers, not just for someone who wants to write a book, Hope Writers is here to help you get your words out to a reader. Could be a book or a blog or articles, or maybe you like writing on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader... We're here for you. And did you know the working writer's journey has six stages? To see where you are on the journey, take the fun quick quiz at hopewriters.com slash quiz. For writing tips and encouragement every day, we'd love to connect with you on our public Facebook page at Hope Writers Community and on Instagram at Hope Writers. And... 
Here are some final words of hope from author John Jakes. Be yourself. Let who you are, what you are, what you believe, shine through every sentence you write, every piece you finish. Thanks for listening.